I am joined by Norma Jean Pasako, who was Norma Jean Bailey when she attended Eastern Connecticut State College and was a member of Eastern's first women's basketball team. Eastern is honoring that team with a ceremony coming up in a couple of weeks. It was going to be this weekend with the snow. They decided to put it off a little bit. So let's talk to Norma Jean about what women's basketball was like back in 71-72. Norma Jean, good morning. Thank you for joining me today. Flash me back to your days of playing basketball, even as they precede your time at Eastern. When did you first begin to pick up the game? Well, I, I started playing basketball in my seventh grade year, uh, living in Woodstock, Connecticut. So I played seventh and eighth grade, and then when I went to Woodstock Academy, I played all four years there as well. And then you came to Eastern Connecticut, but unlike some people, when you came to Eastern, ECSC back then, you never had a thought of continuing that because there was no women's basketball team. So from your memory, what was the origin of that program that you were a part of? From my memory, I remember as a freshman going to the men's basketball games with some friends who had also played basketball in high school and together thinking, this is not right. Why are we a school that has predominantly women in it, and yet there's a men's basketball team, but no women's. So that freshman year, we made a pact that we would try to start a women's basketball team. And we went to the powers that be, and we're told, well, next year, let's make it a club. We could have a club. You could be a club, and if you do well, then maybe in your junior year, you, we could start a varsity women's basketball team, which is exactly how it all happened. Now, there's plenty of women's basketball fans around here, and Denise Beerley's had a lot of success, just won her 500th game as head coach of Eastern's women's basketball, but of course the success of Geno and the UConn women. So they know the game. It's very similar to the men's game. Maybe the basketball is a little smaller, but the rules, except for playing quarters versus halves, are the same. What were the rules like when you first started playing basketball, including before you came to college, and what were the rules like with that club team that you formed at Eastern? Because they're different from what we see now. Right. Uh, all through high school, we played women's rules, which uh, included a six-man team, uh, two stationary forwards, two stationary guards, and then two two girls who could just rove all, all over the court. Uh, there were, um, you could only dribble the ball three times, and then you had to pass it. You couldn't hold the ball for more than three seconds. And uh, it was very, very different from the game that we play today, the game that we did play or were supposed to play when we started playing at Eastern. So we had to not only learn all the new men's rules, because as of 1971, the CIAC decided that all girls basketball uh, teams in the high school, at the high school level, would be playing men's rules. So for us, it was a learning curve, and for our coach as well, who had not coached uh, a team playing men's basketball rules. So during that club year, we actually had to learn how to play uh, according to the men's rules. 
And that coach is Julie Bradley. Tell me what practices were like for Julie trying to make your team better. Practices were, for me, uh, the best thing that w- that I ever did. I was not a person who was prone to exercise. So for me, uh, practices were very difficult, but yet a great workout. I remember specifically having to do suicide drills with Julie Bradley, which I always came in last on the su- suicide drills. And then I had to uh, do one, do it again while everybody cheered on the sidelines um, just because I just wasn't fast enough. But- Teams still do suicides today. Tell the folks who do not know what that means what doing a suicide drill is all about. Well, you, you, you start running from one end of the gym and you go about a quarter of the way down, hit the floor, turn around and go back, then go turn around again and go halfway down the court, hit the floor, turn around and go back and it just keeps going um, all the way up the court half quarter half and it's just and you do it as quickly as you can <laughs> norman jean what did you bring to the table for those teams were you a ball handler were you a shooter were you a rebounder or d all of the above uh d probably none of the above <laughs> i was a cheerleader no i could play basketball i knew how to play the game and i loved the game um, but I wasn't the star player. I was more the person who was on the sidelines screaming for everyone to to uh, to do their hardest and do their best. And I was all right with that. I did get I get, did get to play, but I certainly was not the the star player on the team. All right. Tell me of the conversion from the club program to being the intercollegiate program where they eventually went on and played real games against other schools. Right. As as a club team, we played pickup games with anybody, any any high school teams. Uh, I don't know if we played a college team, but I know we played against different high school teams. I remember playing um, Putnam Catholic Academy one time. and uh, We just played with whatever team was willing to take us on uh, so that we could get the practice that we needed and so that we could become a varsity team. We had no uniforms. I'm I'm not even sure if we had buses that took us to the games or if we had to drive ourselves, but it really was considered just a club, and we didn't even get a picture in the yearbook that year. (laughs) Yeah, in fact, what what I read is that uh, Julie Bradley, the coach, had to organize basically carpools, because you're right, the school at that point did not provide transportation to the road games. First year under Julie's leadership, they were four and six, and then they went on to be eleven and one the following season, and then seven and ten in their third season as well. You had a couple of seniors on that team: co-captain Holly Best of Willimantic, Nancy Robbins of East Hartford. Who else stands out for you of the teams that you played with at Eastern? And are you still in touch with those people? Well, uh, Annie Noheimer was a year, I think, a year behind me. So she would have been a, a sophomore when in that first year. And she was fast, and she was a terrific player. Uh, Joni Lonergan was one of my best friends. Uh, we both did student teaching together and had a lot of classes together uh, during that time. And uh, I, she lived in New York, but um, it's my understanding that she might be at this program 
coming up. It'll be great to see her again. And other team members included Norwich sophomore Darlene Tubby Jenkins, a player labeled by the coach Julie Bradley as the team joker. You got any stories about the team joker? Um, just that she made us laugh all the time. I, I don't really remember too much uh, in, in that department, just that she, she was our spirit leader uh, on the team. And you mentioned Annie Noheimer from Willimantic, who received an Alumni Hall of Fame Pioneer Award in 2006. Coach Bradley remembers as the go-getter on the team. When you watch women's basketball now, whether it's at Eastern or whether it's UConn, do you marvel at how the game has changed over the years from the game that you learned growing up? We really had no idea at the time the legacy that we were starting. Uh, we just knew that we wanted to play, and it's it's just amazing, really, how far women's basketball has come. We could never have imagined that there would be a WNBA today. And and yet, here we are. <laughs> you talked about how you played as a team but didn't have uniforms. And I'm trying to picture what that would mean. Does that mean you'd go on the court, home games, road games, and you'd all be wearing, like, different stuff? We... we we had we yeah we could we could pretty much wear shorts that whatever shorts we wanted and and we had t-shirts but we either wore pennies i think they called them pennies that was something that went over your over your shirt and it had a number on it i think that's how i think that's how we did it. otherwise we put magic marker on the back of a t-shirt i'm not sure I there was no eastern sports center at that point there was no Geisler gym. So, Norma Jean, where did the Eastern women's basketball team in its formative years play its home games? I'm thinking in Schaefer Hall, down in the basement somewhere. I know that's where we practiced. And whatever home games we had, I'm pretty sure were in Schaefer Hall somewhere. There must be a gym. <laughs> I don't know if it's even still a gym. But. Well, you also eventually played games at the Kramer School gym. That's the Kramer School. It's, of course, is uh, up on High Street and Prospect Street. You played some at Wyndham Tech. You played some at Wyndham High. You lost your first ever intercollegiate game December 6, 1971, at Western Connecticut State University. Do you have memories of that first game and what it must have been like for you to you didn't know at the time the legacy that would create, but that that must be a, a significant game in the history of Eastern women's basketball. Well, I guess you, you have, when you put it all together with all the games that we played, it was more significant than the others. But uh, we we really were playing because we we wanted to start something, and whether we won or lost, it. Not that it wasn't important, but whether we won or lost, all it meant for us was that this was going forward and that next year there would be a team and the following year there would be a team. And that's the way we looked at every loss and every win. And tomorrow is the 50th anniversary of the first victory in program history. You won at the University of Hartford. Any memories of that game? No, not not specifically. 
as I said, I, I was the person on the team who was there uh, to be a cheerleader and to consider what everybody else was doing. I wasn't, uh, I, I wasn't the star player. So probably if you talk to Joni or you talk to Annie, they probably would remember that much more than I did. And then the first home win for the Eastern Connecticut State College women's basketball team was February 10th against Anhurst College, a now defunct Catholic college located in Woodstock. And I think it's important to bring up, too, that this program began at Eastern before the 1972 advent of Title IX, which was a game changer everywhere, college, high school, and so forth, getting equal opportunity for women in sports. Norma Jean, what have you done since? Tell me about your your, your family life and uh, the fact that you've got some offspring that have been pretty good athletes as well. I, 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 I did, and I do. I graduated from Eastern in 73 and started a teaching career, which lasted for 37 years, uh, middle-level English. I got married and had three daughters, all of whom were college athletes, high school and college athletes. My oldest daughter was a swimmer at Eastern for four years on their varsity team. My middle daughter uh, played field hockey for Southern Connecticut State University for four years. And my youngest daughter played basketball for four years at Wesleyan University. My grandchildren, of which there are six, are involved in many, many different sports. We have basketball players. We have ice hockey players. We have baseball players. We have gymnasts. We have lacrosse players. I have one grandson who's now a a downhill skier. So uh, athletics has continued through my children and now my grandchildren. Um, It's a big part of all our lives. My husband is on his way as we speak to climb Mount Monadnock for the third time this in the past week. So he's an avid athlete as well. Wow. Wintertime hiking. That's amazing. And the daughter you mentioned, Sarah May, was actually on Eastern's first swim team. So mom was on the first women's basketball team, daughter on the first swim team in the middle 90s, and Norma and Sarah also both lived in the same dorm, became RAs, and went into teaching Sarah a school administrator in South Carolina. So a great legacy there. And there'll be a ceremony before an Eastern women's game coming up down the road to pay tribute to that first Eastern Connecticut State College women's basketball team that began 50 years ago. Norma Jean, it was great to connect with you, and congratulations for really being a groundbreaker, you and your teammates, and, of course, the coach, Julie Bradley, as well. Thanks for joining me this morning. Thank you so much, Wayne. My pleasure. Norma Jean Bailey at the time, now Norma Jean Pasako, our guest this morning, member of that first women's basketball team at Eastern Connecticut State College, now University.